Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey, welcome to this week's edition of Fry Dudes. And another power sesh coming up. Uh, question. Do you really want to change for the better? I mean, do you really want to make a difference in this life? Are you concerned about your legacy and impact and how you're going to leave this world? Well, we get into writing stuff down and the importance of writing stuff down and putting a plan together, then working that plan. And uh, as you'll hear later on, Tim astutely stating like, hey, if you don't, then it's just a dream. Um, but what are you doing to make it a reality? So uh, check it out and... We do some other heavy lifting as well. Thanks for joining. All right. Hey, hey, hey. right? One, two, three. Hey! hey! Welcome, AA from Atlanta and everyone else. Uh, welcome to Fry Dudes. Uh, we've already done some heavy lifting. We, we, we got back on the subject of, of addiction and especially, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of fathers around this table and the heart that goes out with uh, wanting the best for our kids in the direction we go. And then, um, yeah, Hot Rod, you, you know, why don't you just open up? Your, your observation, you listened to the episode last week about addiction, and, and you were definitely inspired. Not only you fired up, but a few things kind of connected dots with someone else you were listening to, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. So why don't you just open up about that? Yeah, I think the first thing that, that really hit me at the end, after the entire podcast was over and I was thinking about addiction, and I think every single one of us have an addiction. And I think the worst addiction is the one that we think we can handle ourselves and we just don't want to tell people about, even, even the close people in our group. And I, I also think that, you know, Tommy always pushed the, the dude's um, Google Doc. Yeah. And we yeah. have a prayer channel on there. We have a service channel. We have all these different um, categories. And I was thinking that, you know, even myself, I've shared an addiction here and I've had you know, one of you guys come, come next to me and, and work with me on that. It was a short term and it kind of faded away. But what would it be like if we could go on that Google Doc and find that skeleton in the closet with each other and just come alongside each other or touch, you know, you got, today we have, what, almost 20 people here. You, know, that's, you could find at least two people are saying, how are you doing with this? Yeah. And pull that skeleton back out of the closet and make sure it doesn't go back in. You know, it's kind of open the front door to each other. That's the purpose of a small group, is to better each other's lives and keep us from from hiding things that really need to be brought in the open and healed. Um, that and after I got done lift, listening to the podcast, um, you had texted me yeah. something. And the minute you texted me that, I was listening to another podcast from the West Coast. And immediately in my ear, I hear... Be addicted to God. And it wasn't, you know, voice of God or anything like that. It was the guy on the podcast. He it said, be addicted to God. How how great would that be? So it was kind of ironic that we just got done talking about addiction and those things collided. Yeah, I love it. You know, Nate, I haven't seen Nate for a little while. We got to get him back, huh? Call, call him the poet. He's pushed us in this direction before, if you remember, if anyone's been there for that. Um, 
and that is we've said here before. There's, yeah, there's a lot of cliches that keep coming back, but for good reason. I think it's best practices have been evolving here. We've been at this for 15 years. What's worked in this environment, and and this isn't this isn't our best practice. It comes from this thing, right? Can see I'm, I'm, I'm picking up the, the, the owner's manual of life, the Bible. It's there's strength in confession. There, there is a purpose for it, and and like I said, you guys get stronger when you learn. Oh, I'm not alone with this. If you're struggling with marriage, you're like, oh, I'm not alone. No, I'm not alone. I've gone through that season, and I got best practice to share. I, I struggle with this addiction. Maybe it's drinking or it's weed or something else. And like, oh, I'm not alone. Now I know someone else that's been there gone through that it can help guide me and I can maybe help guide them etc so where Rod's going at least what I'm hearing is yeah um, we and those that are forming their own groups those are inspired to start their own groups that are, that are learning from this format you know yeah we got a lot of stuff going on but we do have a Google share doc that's only for the group and there's there's prayer requests on there first of all that if you ever try to break that down sometimes I have to break down by day because there's over 100 stuff there's over 100 items on there from kids struggling with depression and anxiety to, to marriages and people fighting for their lives and cancer. And what Hot Rod's suggesting is, this is for the bull bill, I have to admit, man. But it some puts, have been bold to be there, the but you're saying, I'm gonna write it down and say, this is one of the key areas that I'm really working on. Well, like last week was very informative. Anger, it helped yeah. me, especially the the workaholism piece helped me relate to people who have other addictions, because yeah. I, oh, yeah, now I can kind of feel it. But I was left with, now what? Where's the action? Where's the accountability? Where's, where's the point that we open up and allow other people in to help us and, yeah. and open up enough where they're going to come in and continually check in two years from now and say, hey, I, I remember you used to struggle with this. How are you still doing with that? When you really haven't healed, you've just pushed it further down and hit it even more from the people that you know, are trying to make you a better father, husband, man. Yeah, I uh, love it. By the way, so case in point, We'll pick on Grant a little bit, the finisher. What's he struggling with? What's he working on? It's okay, let's say it. He's already shared it on, on, on the record, so. Alcoholism. We all know that. So, Rod, what you're saying is now we know that about Grant. Mm -hmm. We know he wants to work on that. We know that's an area of improvement for him. Not for everyone around this table, but for Grant, he's been bold enough to share. So what Rod's saying is, well, now we know. One, now we know what to pray about, but more important, what we can act upon. So if you see Grant in a situation, or maybe you're out with him, you know to have his back, right? Or you know to even to ask about it, right? Or even two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now, how are you doing with that? Right. Is that has that been creeping back up at all? Yeah. You know, just that constant, hey, I'm I'm with you. Right. You got someone that's not gonna let you go even if you're slipping. Yeah. And some even bold enough to share about your marriage, and and I, I could go on and on and on, but. Again, favorite cliche, if you haven't had marriage problems, you haven't been married long enough, <laughs> right? That's, you put two flawed people together, you will inevitably have flawed situations, period. Whether that's a business partnership or a marriage. But again, when you're able to share that and be real, now we can, now we can get down to brass tacks. I can ask about it. I can share what's worked and what hasn't, right, with Laura and me. That's the beauty of it. So whether you guys want to do it live here, but what Rod's saying, you don't even have to do it live here, but what you can do is maybe we, we create a tab that's just saying, this is the area I want to improve upon. That's what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I mean, whether it's alcohol or workaholism or pornography or 
you know, drug addiction that's creeping back into your life, whatever it is. Yeah. Here's the other thing too, by the way, you guys, for the newer guys around this table, we're not here just for feel good. This isn't just a feel good session. Well, that's part of it. I mean, that's part of the benefit. You're gonna walk out here. If we have our A game, you're gonna walk out here with feeling lighter, for sure. But we're serious about this. We're talking about making a change in our lives and others around us, shining light. This is about getting stronger in our marriage for those that got kids uh, to be to be better fathers. Um, really tackling homelessness. We're not, we're, we're not messing around and, and, and supporting people like Patrick Ray and uh, supporting people that, that want to get stronger and, and, and break the chains of addiction. This is, we're talking real change. We're talking about truly um, doing the two commandments, loving God, loving others, and showing change and making disciples and, and, and trying to make this world a better place. Like I said, there are those that complain about this world, then there are those that do something about it. And gee, if some okay, geez, I'm gonna pull your way a little bit, just because you, right away, you, what you get is pragmatism, Management. I know it's still a work in progress, but the power of writing stuff down. Mm -hmm. I want to share a little bit, just a, just a little bit of just what's been working there, or at least you you started like the whole plan, right? Or you started writing. You had a whole yeah sheet, to the yeah. point where where the other Greg's like, whoa, that's a lot, <laughs> but it's good. I mean, the power of writing stuff down and what you want to change in your life and where you want to improve and you might share on that just a little bit. You don't have to give a personal example, but what you the, the categories you've written down. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up. And, uh, you know, from Rod's stamp, I was thinking about, first thing that came to mind is, you know, men, in my opinion, they don't want to talk about what their weaknesses are. They don't even want to think about them. Right. So they're going to use mechanisms to hide them. Yes. You know, so drinking. For example, like mine, I finally figured out has been anxiety. Mm. You know, um, that's caused me to drink to access, you know, because... I can calm down in a group, you know, and it's caused uh, caused other issues. It's also caused a lot of good things in my life to be anxious. You know, it's caused me to be organized. It's caused me to really be on top of things, you know. So, so how do you balance that, you know? And uh, when I started coming to this group, I I, I figured out, you know, if if you're going to better yourself, have a plan. You know, that's kind of how I operate. And, what I'm hearing from you is, is I basically, I tried to write down where my weaknesses were in, in phase one of my life, if you will. Because at that time, we were reading the book Halftime. Yeah. And so I really took that to heart, and I really analyzed the first half of my life. Uh, I'm 48, so I'm kind of a late comer to this, this, <laughs> this whole transformation You're not alone. Thing. You're not alone, man. <laughs> and, and then I said, okay, well, what worked? What didn't work? And then what do I want to work? Right, so I, I actually laid out a, a plan that I try to review every day. Every day, um, wrote down. So one of it's relationships with my friends, one of it's relationships with my family, one of it's um, a spiritual fitness, I call it, uh, reading the Bible every day, um, listening to podcasts, coming to this group, trying to get to church, um, and then, you know, what are, you know, try to be more outward focused versus inward focused, and I attract that. Because what I found is you can want to change, but life is so busy, if you don't have a grounding point, mm -hmm. right, to go back to, at least review for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Two weeks, a month, 
three months is going to go by, and then you're back to where you started. So that's where I was kind of latching on to what you were saying. I think, you know, it might be too bold for a lot of people. They got to get there themselves yeah. to put it out on a Google Sheet, right? Yeah. But once they get there, it's kind of like bringing it up here. Yeah. You know, Grant, how how many how many sessions, how many Fridays was Grant in here thinking about his drinking problem, wanting to Years. talk about it? Years. And he finally got to that point where he was bold enough to talk about it. He was. That's right. You know. It took him a while. You're right. But if you do it on an individual basis, right, and create, and for me it works this way, and maybe not for a lot of people, but to have that plan to to go back to it, it takes time. It takes effort. I mean, you really got to want to change. You know. I mean, it. it, And I was at that point, and that that's that's what worked for me. So actually. Thank you. That's huge, man. Thank you, GEZ. By the way, so anyone sitting around this table was like, that's interesting. You have templates for now. That has been a work in progress. I was just thinking, you need to make a workbook for us. Yeah, he's got it. You got it. You have a template. He's got it. Yeah, Greg knows. He's like, holy crap. (laughs) I get kind of scared. (laughs) (laughs) He's a sales guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only a guy, too. I am. That's a lot of organization. Feel my wife's pain. Yeah, Tim, please. I taught fifth grade for 11 years, and I wasn't a big fan of doing bulletin boards and but I had one bulletin board that was up for all 11 years. Mm. And I just, as you talked about this, it was four words across the top. If you have a goal minus a plan with no plan and with no action, you have a dream. Mm. And if you have a goal with a plan and with action, that's your reality. Mm. Love that, man. Think about that as you said saying that, like, oh, I have this goal. If it's just out there, if I don't do anything, if I don't have a plan, if I don't have people to hold me accountable and go along with me, it's just a dream. Yeah. And we're going to be back here five years later and we're still struggling with that same Spinning thing. Spinning your mm-hmm. wheels. But if you have a goal and you put some plan to it and you put some action, you got you got a team of supporters, that becomes a reality. And I stress that to my fifth graders all the time. So there's my math equation for all of you. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Uh, you're smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's coming to me, and this might strike a nerve with some of you guys, especially with the Vikings playing yesterday. Yeah. But how many how many of us pour so much time into sports, mm. watching 25-year-olds 20, <coughs> throwing around a football, but we don't spend any time in the Word, we don't spend any time with God. Or like planned. And this is, we're talking about eternity here. We're yeah. talking about an eternal relationship, and, and we're wasting. That's so good. That's an excellent you know, point, Casey, because I, I love cheeses, but I'm the sports group. Me too. I spend, yeah, that's a wonderful uh, Well, I'm, I'm not offended by I've it. I've heard so many people say, but well, I'm, guilty. I'm, I'm not a reader, but then they'll spend all their time reading ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, you could tell me all the stats mm-hmm. of this guy and this yeah. guy, but you couldn't tell me anything else uh, about the Bible. A funny tidbit, this is Jogging Jesus for those that are tuning in. Um, so he showed up here first, Greg and I were talking about, were you gripping your hands? Because the, the Vikes played the Redskins last night, and it was a 1-6 team against a 5-2 team. Yes, I know too much. And uh, already I'm confessing, but I said, and then Casey's like, did they win? I don't even know how they're doing this year. I'm like, what did I say? You're free. I said, you're free. He's reading the word, probably. He's free of, uh, I mean, I love, I, I, it's fun. You can have fun with it. It's okay, but, but I'm also saying, we can make sports or fill in the blank your God, your center. And those are the fans you see where they go maniacal, right? Those are the Philly fans that are throwing 
beer on my 70-something-old mother-in-law at the NFC Championship game, <laughs> right? They're way too into it. Like, this is, it's almost sad. It's sad. But what you're saying is, for anyone listening, is like, it's, well, okay, it's okay to be into it, but how much time are you investing into what? And is it improving your life, right? Yeah, does it have you? Does it control you? <clears throat> Are you emotionally distraught when your team loses or doesn't make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, Vikings, Vikings fans were just used to it, but I, mean, <laughs> but I mean, for real, like, does it affect you emotionally or can you watch it, have fun with it, and then go on with your life and, it's, and just realize that it's just a game and it really doesn't matter? It really doesn't matter. And for my, part of my testimony is the peak of my emotional investment was 98. For those who are old enough yeah. to remember the 15 and one year, we were up on Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl and choked it away. <laughs> I was just so distraught, man. It felt like it felt like a, a, a girlfriend dumped me. I mean, that was that was that heartbroken at the time. And I've been, I, I, I'm still, I'm still a Vikings fan, but I've refused to make it that much in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I to the, the go uh, ahead. One of the things that that I really liked about Greg's plan is balance. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it in a couple different ways. An imbalance in any way is not good, right? And so what do I do for me personally in my development? What do I do on my faith journey? What do I do on my family journey? What do I do on my friend journey, right? And I think that, that without any one of those parts, you can't be whole. And so having time to get into the word and understand how should I operate and how do I help others love God love others yeah um, if I don't know that part then if I'm doing something with my friends I can't be as good of a friend as I could be and I think that's, that's right on that's right. one of the things that I really like about that plan is balance across the board that helps you kind of move forward in a in a, uh, in a positive way yeah so that's beautiful Bob so again let's let's circle around that and then um, Casey, I'm going I'm to pull to Acts 3 a little bit as we end the hour. Uh, we're about quarter two right now for those got pressing work commitments. So writing down uh, balance of life. Uh, again, we're not just here to feel good. We're here to make a difference and impact in our own life and those around us, uh, et cetera. And um, for those that are interested in GEZ's templates that he's written out, reach out to him. Those are listening to this. Just email me at djtomip413 at gmail.com. By the way, that goes for any questions, anything that you're struggling with. If there's any confession or, or, or subject matter you want us to tackle as fry dudes, or if there's just a question, you're like, why do you Christians do this? Or why doesn't God do that? Uh, we'll take on any question. We will. We'll tackle it. So if you're looking for the templates, yeah, again, that's djtomip413 at gmail.com. So thank you, Greg. Thank you, Bob. And then, as we get into Act, we're starting out top of Acts 3, right? Yep. So, Rick said last week about the importance of getting into this daily. So, again, whatever you're listening to or reading, I like to listen, as you know, to a fault. My wife sometimes talks about how I have the headphones in too much. She's probably right. But when I do have my time, like, for me, it's Pastor Rick is one of the voices I like. Unashamed is an excellent podcast. Right? Cheesy. Love it. Ah, oh, I'm so into that one. That one's fun. Um, it could be Francis Chan for 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 Todd for for Hot Rod. It's Todd White. Just find your voice that makes you want to be stronger and better. 
closer to God, closer to loving others. And then, of course, tuning in. And this is part of your weekly regimen is just hearing the word out loud. So, Casey, yeah, why don't you just kick us off? Where, where are we at? Yeah, top of Acts 3. Yeah, so just, just for a recap, the Holy Spirit has just fallen on Pentecost, and the first church was formed. They were selling everything and becoming one. So anyone who had need, they were selling their stuff and actually helping them in need. So just as we're digging in, let's, let's just keep that in mind. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John, about to go into the temple to ask, or he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and I have no gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took, and he took him, by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple and asking for alms and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him mm, so good there's multiple directions to go with that. Uh, forgive me, I'll just quick get out there. There's someone else who's definitely going to speak up here. Patrick Ray's coming to mind. Yeah. Remember the guy? You I feel that, Jay? He's lifting him into go. the lifeboat. Yes. Just like he described. Can you describe? Do you remember what, what that was? What was the? Was that instead McDonald's? Of, instead of throwing money at people who have a problem, poverty, for example, yeah. reach out, pull them into the boat, yeah. and help them actually get healed. Yes. Yeah, so even a little deeper was the guy asked about him buy a burger, which in a way I'm like, well, you know, I yeah, I'd probably buy a burger, but Patrick's heart was deeper than that, where he said, I just want to buy your burger. How about I find you a job? Do you want a job? Do you want to work? What a great question. How many of us take the time to actually invest in that person? And what did that guy do though? They didn't want to. He rebuffed him. But the guy at the counter heard it, who was working, who then confessed his dream, saying he wanted to be a videographer and make movies. And Patrick said, I know a guy who makes money doing that right now, and I'll connect him. That's one. Thank you, Jay. It's perfect. Um, another one goes back to what I was talking about with um, addiction. So everyone around this table, everyone listening to this, there's something you're struggling with. For me, as you heard before, mine's dead. I, I brought that up. I, I, I can blame certain demographic things that happen don't wait, but if I had my house in better order, I wouldn't be where I'm at, right? Um, but this is for anyone. This verse is for anyone. You're crippled with something. Something. Whether it's drinking or debt or a tough marriage or a loss, there's something that's really leveled you. But this is what's saying is you can throw money at it, but this is the goal. The right. verse. Go. Do, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And that goes back to what we were talking about here. And 
you know, praise God that Grant had the courage to speak up and be vulnerable. And when you bring your darkness into the light, it has no power. That's right. Amen, Jay. That's spot on. What else? Anything else hit you guys here in Jogging Jesus? Read that. Any other different takes? What hits me on that one is if I'm thinking about like a beggar on the street, like, I don't have any money to give you. But I know how to show you how to get a job because I've done it myself. Yeah. You know, it's what do you have that you can provide? Whether it's a, a map to be able to straighten out some of the things in your life and, and strengthen yourself and, you know, like a workbook or a template or just going on to a Google document and someone that you you can see someone struggled with an addiction that you used to have and just touching base with them and being a friend. You know, what what has God gifted you with in your life that you may not realize? I think on that same note, in this in this reading it talks about that this man received a miraculous healing and he jumped up and he praised God and he leapt and understandably so. But we talked about it in this group multiple times that every breath that we are each taking is a gift from God. Mm. Every family member that we have is a gift from God. Our jobs are a gift from God. Our homes are a gift from God. And um, sometimes we look for that miraculous thing as our our bar of, Mm. okay, now I'm going to praise God. Now I'm going to praise Jesus. And I know I do that all the time. I think, you know, I forget about every blessing that he brings to us. Beautiful. Thank you, JJ. You know, something that made me think of is uh, in some ways this crippled guy was kind of fortunate, you know, because it's like, boy, he was really grateful. When was the last time I felt that grateful? A lot of times in my life I felt unlucky. Mm -hmm. Unlucky, you know, like maybe uh, I I used to do pharmaceutical sales, get laid off from a job, you know what I mean, a couple times. I used to feel so unlucky or whatever. And it's like sometimes these things happen to us, and it's like, so this guy's a, a cripple. And he gets healed and he's really grateful. Maybe he was in a good spot. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Oh, I love that, Peter. Yeah. That's really good. And I think that's the, you know, the thing that comes to mind is Romans 8, 28. We talked about getting laid off. All good things come to those who move, right? And, yeah. and I think sometimes we think of some of these pitfalls or, or things that happen as a negative. Um, but sometimes you got to wait a little bit and figure out, like, well, Maybe that it was ugly, right? It was tough to go through, but I'm in a much better spot. And, and the thing I think about Marcus, you know, some of the things that he looked back on losing a sibling, and then all of a sudden they adopted and he got a new sister, I think it was. And, and I don't remember the story exactly, but but realizing like, hey, that wouldn't have happened if that, that trouble in my life didn't. And, uh, oh. and I'd love that, that view of like, just give it some time. That's so much it. That's so much it. Because in the moment, it doesn't feel good. But over time, yeah. It's kind of like doing reverse math. This is this is good. I just got to figure out why it's good or something. I don't know, maybe or whatever. Well, Go ahead. Also, all things are for God's glory. So I'm guessing this man, it says he was lame from birth. And in their culture, they believe that if you were born with an illness or or disabled that it was a sin that caused that mm. and so you'll see you'll see the pharisees or jesus's followers even asking was it 
this man's sin or his parents' sin that caused him to be born this way. And and Jesus responds, it was neither of those. It was so that God could be glorified. And so even here, I'm guessing this man was like, what did I do wrong? Or what did my parents do wrong? Or how is God good to let me be born this way? Mm. Well, who knows? It could have been 30, 40, 50 years later. Now this man is healed. If he was never, if he didn't have to go through those years of laying on the ground and begging, the people would have never seen him and recognized him that he was this beggar. And now he's up and walking around giving praise to God. And now it's not just him giving praise to God, but now everyone else. You'll read on after this. Thousands came to faith because of this moment. Because this guy was healed and now they're willing to listen. And Peter starts telling them about Jesus. And 3,000, 4,000 get saved that day. Just because of this man. And so you could credit it. Because this man's suffering over those years was what allowed these people's hearts to be softened to come and believe in God. Mm, I love that. Uh, so speaking of listening, so I listened, to, I listened to Rick this morning, and he said something along the lines of life is hard. Remember, he lost a son. Rick did. Uh, to, uh, to suicide. And it... There's brutal. There's just, there's just heartbreak on this earth. Let's face it. But what I love about this book is it tells you there's going to be heartbreak in this on this earth. But there's going to be a better eternity, way better after this. That's where we we talked about that hope versus hopelessness, right? Hopelessness sucks. We bet on hope. And uh, but anyway, his saying was, if it's always sunny, if you had your life perfect all the time, if you never had hardships. Well, if your days are all sunny, that's called a desert. Think, I never thought of it that way before. That the hardships are the storm and the rain when it comes in, right? And then, again, how do you tune in? I thank you, Bob, for bringing it up. It's definitely one of our foundational verses of this group, Romans 8, 28. Good, good things will come out of bad for those that seek him, though. That, for those that seek God, there's, there's a catch there. Um, and again, one of my favorite examples that everyone can relate to most, at least, is 9-11. That was brutal. That was a brutal, brutal day for our country, yes? But it also became one of our most, I think we were most unified in a while this country's ever been coming out of that brutality. We were working together for a while, weren't we? World War II, same thing. We came together. We came together. We were stronger as a nation for a while, for sure. And then, um, I don't mean to turn this political, but I'm trying to use some examples in life. Whatever you're going through, it's, it's going to be an opportunity to glorify God. Well, also, when troubles come, I think it's really easy for us to ask, how is God good? And we ask that question from a place of thinking that our life here on earth is the point. But that's not the point. We're eternal beings. We only get, what, 80 years on this earth? That's nothing. If you're lucky. I mean, or I think once we get to eternity, for us to even look back, like, what happened five years ago? Like, have you had troubles five years ago? And do you look back on those and think, like, they're dim. They're dim compared to what they are today. But just imagine 100,000 years from now, they're going to be almost nothing, especially if you're standing in the glory of God. And so, yeah, there's pain on this earth. 
but God is going to use that pain to glorify himself and to lift you up. That's right. And so I think that's what you're trying to say, Tom. Is that's what I'm trying to say. I just got Casey was, how many kids have, how many guys have kids? Yeah. How a sippy cup can ruin your life. Yeah. You gave me the wrong cup. My life, I hate you. Know, like your whole life is ruined because somebody gave you the wrong cup for breakfast. Yeah. And it's the same thing where like our football team could lose. Our, you know, whatever it is, we could lose our job and our life is ruined. We could get a divorce and our life is over. This is the worst thing that could ever happen. Some people get suicidal over it. But if we see life in the real broad perspective that we're going to look back and go, that was such a tiny part of my entire eternity that it was a sippy cup at breakfast when I was two years old and it was the wrong color. And when we're adult now and we look back and laugh at it, I'm like, gosh, what? I don't know how I ever thought it was that important when this is really what's important. This is what I love about God, though. So, so I'm diminishing, I'm not trying to diminish the pain that we have on this earth. I don't think God wants to either. What's beautiful about Christianity is we literally believe that God loves us so much that he came down from, from his place of glory and came to the earth and was born a human being and he was, he was denied, he was rejected, he was beaten. I mean, I, I think about the very fact that God, he formed, he formed the salivary glands of the, and the muscles that, that produce spit. And the, he produced, or he made these muscles that actually spit on his face. Like he knew that. Dude, that's deep. And, and I never heard that one brought up before. What, what else I think about is when Jesus, when God was forming trees, he knew exactly which tree his son was going to hang on. Like think about that. So, so why did God come to this earth? He came to this earth not to minimize our pain but to dig into the pain so he could know exactly what we're going through because he wants to be an empathetic high priest. He's not a God on his throne who's, who's looking down and saying, man up, man up, man up. He came to this earth and said, this is what it looks like to be a man. Follow me. That's awesome, man. By the way, we're, we're, we're through the hour, so we're going to cap this. Anyone's got some closing comments, go for it. I, it was brought up uh, on Wednesday doing youth mentoring but there was a Q&A session and it was like why does bad bad things happen to good people great question great question and uh, but you just brought one of my favorite examples so if you really study this again I'm going the owner's manual there's heartbreak up and down this and if you're a good person that wants something really bad you're an elite company just know that if you study this enough you know there's a lot of unfairness in here Ending with, if, if Jesus is truly God's son, there's no word, I don't know if there's a worse way to die, right? So instead of saying why, the question really should be, why not me? And that's a scary question to ask, but you get what I'm going, you know what I'm saying? Whatever your struggles are, just know you are an amazing company here. There, there was no cakewalks for any of these people. In fact, they're the, they're the shining examples going from the Old Testament all the way through the New of they had brutality. They had tough times, including Jesus himself, who was actually nailed on the cross. And he chose to be. What? And he chose to be. Right. And keep in mind, he also was like, he was sweating. He was sweating <clears throat> blood, right? He, he was, he was, he, but he did. He chose to be. He, he went with God's plan as, as tough as that was. But now we're talking about 2,000 years later. That's how powerful it was. So anyway, let that lean on your heart. And um, to be continued, by the way, uh, on these tougher questions. So... 
Any other closing comments? Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap in prayer and get you guys out of here. Just that it's I important. feel. Oh, no, no, you. Uh, you know, this was the same uh, beautiful gate that you know Jesus passed by uh, all the time, and uh, in in the temple. Um, and I, I think it's important to note that um, you know Jesus would have seen the same you know lame man. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Ephesians 2.10 says that God prepared good works beforehand that we would walk in them. Like the timing, the timing for his healing was now, was with Peter and John in Acts 3. Uh, and I think it's important to recognize that what we deem as bad within light of eternity may just be a hard time. It may just be not what we want, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. There are bad things, don't get me wrong. There's evil, there's wrong, there's sin. But Sometimes the things that we go through are just hard and um, yeah, brutal. Yeah, some brutal. Thank you, Jeffrey. Peter. Yeah. Uh, in light of that, I probably shouldn't share what I shared. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I love you. <laughs> Peter, by the way, you you here, you pray on it, you think about it. But Peter reached out to me by the way the other day. He's like, hey man, is it? I said, man, you're bringing it. It's all good. Yeah. And by the way, I know there's there's pressure on here when you're being recorded and. Casey knows too. He discusses. Mm -hmm. They're gonna catch us. We're flawed. We're gonna. We don't. Not everything we say is right. So, um, but that's the beauty of it is we can correct ourselves as well. And it's okay to hold on to things too. But you think about it, and if you feel it, you bring it next week. Okay. Yeah. Right on. All right. We're gonna wrap it here. Um, well, that's a wrap for this week, uh, Fry dudes. Wow, another power sesh. If you dig, would you rate us the five stars and share? As I say, your mission field is out there. You talk with a bud about addiction, share that episode four. You know someone wanting to change for the better, share this most recent episode five. You talk with someone about homelessness, share the Patrick Ray episode. You know someone wanting to fortify their marriage, episode one. What's the divorce rate in Hollywood? You get the point. Part of doing is sharing best practices and love and care, especially in tough times. Speaking of tough and brutal times, this song dedication goes out to Toby Mack, family and friends, as they just lost a beloved son. We have certain fry dudes that know that pain all too well. In fact, three young sons have passed in the last three years. Stick with us. We'll address that. If you are struggling mightily with a loss and or depression, you are not alone. At Fry Dudes, we bet on hope. To be quite frank, on the opposite side, hopelessness sucks. Better days are ahead, Romans 8.28. For now, we build a bridge of doing good until we see those loved ones again. Legacy. Impact. Let's go and do good in everything we possibly can do. I'm captivated, say it, I'm on a whole new retreat. My space invaded. I hear you talking to me. It's in the boom of the thunder, it's in the cool of the rain. And we'll say, I don't ever wanna get away. Tonight is beautiful, it's got my mind on you. And everywhere I turn is a reminder. I see you in everything, all day. And every beat of my heart keeps reminding me. See you in every little thing all day.
soul's awakened, taken by all the beauty you bring. You got it there and stare in love, watching you do your thing. There's no mistaking your style, no mistaking your touch. I see the grin, I see the subtle of your love. Lord, I see you in everything. Beat up my heart. 